0: Good morning Harp Church, it's good to be with you this morning and just want to share a few thoughts from quite a well-known portion of scripture in the Old Testament. Before we do that let's uh, have a a short prayer. Father I do thank you for this opportunity to meet with your people this morning either in the building or uh, on the video link and I do pray that you'll be a real blessing to each and every one, pray that you'll help them, that you'll continue to be an encouragement to us as we move forward uh, through these times and i pray, pray that you will speak to us each and every one of us this morning through the words that you have given me to say lord that you'll take anything of me away from them and leave only what is good and what is from you so we ask these things in your worthy and your precious name amen and well, i want to share uh, from a chapter in the old testament in joshua chapter 2 and uh, we're going to read it all this morning it's Joshua chapter 2. <clears throat> it says, Then Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly, you may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up onto the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea, for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sion and Og the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan whom you completely destroyed when we heard of it our hearts sank and everyone's courage failed because of you for the Lord your God is God in heaven and above and on the earth below now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the man assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she had said to them, Go to the hills, so that the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there for three days until they return, and then go on your way. The men said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless we enter the land. You have tied the scarlet cord in the window, through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house, If anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid upon him. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from this oath, you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed. And she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river and came to Joshua son of Nun and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands all the people are melting in fear because of us Amen just wanted to share just a few thoughts from this chapter that I'm sure we've all heard many times before and as we know this is the second opportunity that the children of Israel had to go into the promised land the first time was 40 years ago when uh, they'd had that opportunity and uh, refused to take it because of the uh, the report that the spies had taken back at that time. And so as a result, they'd been forced to walk around in the wilderness for 40 years until all of that generation had passed away, except for the two spies that had taken back a favourable report, one of whom was Joshua. And he knew that uh, the city of Jericho was... A well placed city to to go and and look out and find out what was going on to see what the uh, fortifications were like and what the people were like uh, what the soldiers were like and uh, Jericho was a key fortress in that area in the southern Jordan valley and it was a good place to send the spies it was a well fortified city we're told that the walls were wide enough to build houses into them uh, they're probably 40 feet thick or something like that. But, uh, although it was almost an impregnable city in that way, it had its vulnerable points. It had gates into the city in which the the spies could enter in and, uh, and, and look over the city and uh, finally cause the destruction of that place. And our church can be a bit like that too. Although it might be almost impregnable in our eyes, There are weak places, and the enemy will seek to find these weak places out, uh, to find out where he can get in and cause destruction. So we need to be aware that to guard these weak places and to uh, watch over the the places where the enemy might get in. Rahab was uh, a a woman in this city. Was she wealthy? Was she respectable? She probably was in the eyes of her neighbours at the time, after all she had her own house, she had her own business, uh, she was obviously something to do in the linen trade because she were told that she had uh, stalks of flax up on the roof drying out. Uh, she was also an innkeeper and a prostitute. But although in the eyes of her neighbours she might have been okay and self-sufficient and looking after herself, she was still under the same condemnation with all the others that were in that city and how many people do we know that are like that they look as though they're totally in control of everything they're totally self-sufficient they're looking after themselves well but yet they're still under the same condemnation as the rest of the world and the rest of the sinners Her house was set in the wall near to the town gate again this was a good position because where it was, she could see any visitors that were coming into the city, and uh, because she was an innkeeper, it would be a good position for her to be able to welcome people in and uh, encourage them to stay at her establishment rather than go somewhere else. It wouldn't have been any good having a bed and breakfast down in one of the back alleys uh, where people uh, would find it difficult to uh, find it, and so. She had this, uh, this house in a prominent position where she could welcome visitors in. And we need to be aware of visitors that are coming into our church. Perhaps not right at this moment uh, because of the uh, restrictions that are in place. But when people come in, we need to be able to welcome them. And our church is not just this building where we are. We're told that the church is the place where we are. Our street, our house where we live. And we need to be welcoming to other people that come into our area into our neighborhood and give them an encouraging word and just uh, be able to have a conversation with them to share the gospel with them it's not good people coming into our area or into our church and going out with any without anyone speaking to them they need to feel welcome and encouraged while Rahab was speaking to the, uh, the spies she gives away some priceless information to them about the panic that was setting in in the city. They had heard the reports of the exodus. were told that they'd heard how the Red Sea had parted for them when they left Egypt, and how they'd conquered cities, the Amorite cities, and totally destroyed them. And uh, the people there knew that these lights were coming. They were over the over the border. They were just over the river, waiting to come in. And so, because of this, there. They were fearful, and they knew what was coming. Now, the the testimony of of, uh, of Rahab, although she was from a sinful, idolatrous city, uh, with a poly where they worshipped many, many gods, she realised that uh, she would that their god was the only true god. Uh, she was already convinced that he was the true way, and the message that. she received was the same message that the others received, but she was convinced where their hearts had been hardened she realized that her only means of escape was through God not by her own means the city walls were not going to be protection for her as with the other cities she realized that her only way of escape was to put her trust in the true and the living God we have to tell the The story and the gospel to everyone that we come into contact with. Some have been prepared to hear that gospel by the Holy Spirit but we don't know who those are and that same message will be heard by some and it will be rejected by others. So it's essential that we tell as many people as we can that they have the opportunity to turn to God and to receive salvation. If we don't tell them, how will they hear? And she didn't want salvation just for herself she wanted all her family to be included we're told in, uh, in verse 12 that she wanted a mother and a father and brothers and sisters and and all their families all included in this this way out mm-hmm. and how often is it that we spend time looking into bigger events of how we can reach uh, more people but we neglect telling those that are closest to us mm-hmm. our families Uh, our sons, daughters, brothers and sisters, we don't tell them the gospel uh, so they don't have that opportunity. So we need to be aware that we need to include those that are really close to us and not just focus on bigger things. Then she changed her allegiance from uh, the king and the people to God. First of all, we noticed that uh, she wasn't uh, afraid of lying to to the people around about her. When they asked where these uh, people had gone, uh, she said that, uh, yeah, they'd come in and she'd seen them, but uh, she didn't know where they'd gone to. They, they'd sort of left again. And uh, it was normal and uh, acceptable in that society to, to tell lies and to, to be untruthful about what they were doing. And... Uh, even with her profession, uh, it was more acceptable in, in that society uh, where uh, sexual uh, immorality was was a norm. It was part of worship to some of the gods that they uh, that they followed. And in today's society, we tend to accept uh, that many people are not always telling the truth as a normal way of life. If you talk about politicians, very often you get a wry smile back. Uh, and people don't don't believe that what they're saying is really the truth and they're not really going to carry out the things and the promises that they've they've made in the past. When business people sometimes tell us that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come and I'll do that job tomorrow, uh, they know full well that they've already made commitments for tomorrow and there's, there's no way that they're going to come and do what they've promised you. And so we take it that it's, it's normal that people aren't always telling the truth as a normal way of life. Remember that Rahab was only just realising that God was the true, the true way. And uh, the things of the past uh, weren't just going to fall away just like that. As we grow in faith and we walk closer to God, then our faith increase, increases and, and we learn. And we look at Abraham when he was taking Isaac to be sacrificed up on the mountain. And uh, Isaac asked where the lamb was going to come from. Because Abraham had walked with God for so many years, his faith had grown and he'd come to rely on knowing that that God wouldn't let him down. And uh, he knew that God would provide himself a lamb. That faith had grown over the years. And uh, we can't expect people to change overnight uh, because they've accepted God and Jesus Christ in their lives. Sometimes it takes time for habits to to, to be taken away and to be laid down. Just as people grow and they learn more of walking in and following the ways of Jesus, these things uh, will be put aside. The old nature will go away. Secondly, she was going against the king. Instead of having allegiance to the king of Jericho, her allegiance was now moving to the heavenly king. She recognized that there was a higher authority. We must recognize that there's a higher authority in our lives as well. When Pilate was talking to Jesus, and uh, he was talking about he had the authority to put him to death, Jesus told him that he only had that authority because God in heaven had given it to him. As citizens of England, we are to uphold the laws generally of our land. However, as we look around we see many of the laws that are being passed in this land are not according to God's plans and God's ways and uh, just because they are legal in that sense they're not always permissible for us to uphold as Christians and to go that way and sometimes we need to uh, support those that are in positions of power in our parliament and in our uh, governments that are up, uh, opposing these laws those that are standing against the the, the laws that are against God and uh, giving our support to them but we might also sometimes be called upon to directly oppose those laws remember Daniel when he was told that he had to bow down to the statue he just totally rejected it and refused to do that and are we prepared to do to go that far? are we prepared to be in the same shoes as perhaps Rahab was. Where uh, she opposed the king's ruling. And uh, that would be punishable by death. Because it would be treason against the king. Are we prepared to put our lives on the line. For what is truth and what is right. Uh, in our lives. As we read on we see that she obeyed, she obeyed the spies. And was saved from the destruction of the city. But more than that we read that she became an ancestor of our Lord Jesus. In Matthew chapter one, verses five and six, we see her name listed there, in the line uh, leading down to to Jesus. So we see God's not able to give; God is able to give far more than we need. She was just asking for her life and her family's lives to be spared. But look what God gave her in the end. She was a direct ancestor of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is evidence of the grace of God to each and every one of us. If we prepare to put our allegiance to him, his grace will be sufficient for us, and look what he will do for us as we move on in him. So as we look at the spies, as we've already mentioned, Jericho was a key fortress in that area. Joshua no doubt had remembered his own experience as a spy earlier on, when he'd gone there the first time round. And he knew that if Jericho was conquered, the rest would be easy. And the way was not easy. The Jordan had to be crossed and uh, it was in flood. We read in chapter 3 verse 15 that uh, at that time of the year the Jordan River was uh, was in flood. And there was no easy way across. There wasn't going to be a miracle for them like when the uh, the rest of the people went went over later and the, the river was dried up. Uh, they had to swim across or wade across. It wasn't going to be easy for them to get there. And life isn't easy for us as Christians, is it sometimes? How often we find ourselves in the middle of a flood of problems. For as long as we're in God's will, he will give us the stamina and the ability to get through these difficulties. We're not promised that he'll take all our problems away and he'll remove the the difficulties from our our lives. But we are told that he'll walk through them with us. He'll uphold us and he'll even carry us on his shoulders as we go through these difficulties. And they got through and they went to the local B&B as travellers. And again what better place to find the information out. Other visitors would be there, perhaps sharing where they'd come from and what they'd heard and things that they'd been doing. And we very often see on TV programmes when the police want to uh, know information they go to the local hostelries, where the local people are going, where the the information is passed from uh, one to another they go where the people are and as a church we need to be people in that position to know what's going on around us how can we help people's needs physically let alone spiritually if we don't know about them if spoilers came into our church building they should be able to tell the state of the surrounding people by the activities that are going on in our church setting or in our street people should know what's going on round about by the activities that uh, are going on in our household the things that we do the way that we look after other people round about us so we need to be aware that we know where we are and what's going on that people can uh, can share in in what we're doing they were immediately recognised by Rahab and the townspeople. That In verses 2 to 4 the people knew that they were strangers and they uh, they were different. No doubt they drew attention to themselves by their appearance. You just remember they had to cross the Jordan River so they'd be wet and dishevelled and a bit of a mess. And maybe by the questions that they, they were asking they were drawing uh, attention to themselves. Maybe the way they spoke, talked in a different accent, uh, with, with a different way of uh, communicating with one another. When I was uh, in in work and uh, I very often travelled around the country, one of the comments that would come out very often uh, in the beginning conversation would be uh, about being a brummie, uh, but that's a, another conversation again. Whatever the reason. People knew who they were. They knew they were different, and they knew that they were the Israelites. And now what we recognize, boy, what we are when we come into when people come into contact with us? Do they know that we are Christians? Do they know that we are following a different way of life and a different allegiance to the normal one? And although they were in the company of Rahab, they didn't enter, enter into the sinful activities. In verse 8, her way of life was probably acceptable to the idolatrous, polytheistic nation to which she belonged. As we said earlier, sexual practices were quite common in parts of worship to their gods. And in our nation, where evil actions are becoming more accepted generally in the population, as Christians we must be able to meet and mix with sinners in order to give them the gospel. We can't give them and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ if we don't meet with them. But at the same time, we need to be, keep clear of the sins that are being committed. And We can only do that with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be aware and on our guard about being drawn into the things that are going on round about us. And finally, they saw her sincerity and the convictions in her heart and agreed to the request she made. But the deal was conditional on her actions. In verses 14 to 18 it says that everyone who was to be saved must be in her household. And uh, she mustn't tell anyone about what they were doing. If anything outside that happened, if anyone went outside the house when the uh, Israelites came, then it would be there on their own heads. They were only responsible if the... If if she kept her end of the bargain, God has given us the promise of salvation, conditional on our actions. We must believe, we must repent, and we must follow Him. And just as a scarlet cord was tied in the window, she was protected from the judgment that the rest of the city was going to suffer. So anyone who stands behind the blood of Jesus would be protected and the judgment that the rest of the world is under condemnation to suffer so let's go forward this morning let's be aware of where we are that we are in under god's grace that he's looking after us he's taking care of us if we follow his ways and we do uh, and we pledge our allegiance to what he's doing for us god bless you all have a great day amen